In 2017, the song Despacito by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee came out and it was everywhere and became the first song primarily in Spanish to top the Billboard Hot 100. It was the most viewed YouTube video of all time from August 2017 to November 2020. The one thing that this song did, whether you love it or if you hate it, was it introduced the US to Latin music. My name is Vanessa and you're listening to Life on College Hill. Growing up, I never really liked the music my parents listened to. I just wasn't the biggest fan of the music they listened to, which is kind of like musica norteña or like mariachi music and Despacito, the song in particular. What it did for me personally was it reintroduced me to Latin music, which is kind of funny now because I have now gone back and listened to those exact songs that I used to listen to growing up and now I love them. I talked to two RSC students, Maggie and Kat, and we talked about representation and diversity in our media today. Hi everyone, I'm Kat. I go to Rogers State and I'm a basketball player here. I mean, obviously I've listened to Despacito. Um, I've listened to some of the foreign music just because uh, when I was a freshman, I had three Spanish teammates. They would just like put me on all these different types of songs and I really um, enjoyed them because we would always like do the dances and they would teach me all the different things, but it was really cool. The other person joining us is Maggie, who is a junior here at RSU. I have a lot of Hispanic friends and when I hang out with them, I get overruled <laughs> whenever it comes to music and so much so that YouTube has started me playing Spanish ads, which I feel bad because they're wasting their advertisement money on me. But I listen to it so much that I guess that's what they they think I can understand it. Is there a specific artist in Spanish that you listen to? Oh my god, um, Bad Bunny. My friends love him. <laughs> my friends love him. Um, I'm sure there's other artists, but that's the main one. Everybody seems to love him. A lot of artists have features that have Spanish in them, which I feel like is good in a way because introducing Spanish music even the slightest bit to the main radio I feel like there needs to be like this uh, Despacito that's the main one but ever since then I feel like they've had consistently Spanish features on the songs a lot of people think that like when we take from these cultures and then we're Amer- like when you go to America yeah. then it automatically becomes American and I think that that's like like people just associate those different cultures with oh this is american music i know for a fact like a lot of my friends would probably never even think about the like when we're talking about influence we would never like think about the fact that you know this has hispanic influence Mm -hmm. this has jamaican influence all sorts of different things when we just it's kind of just like an americanized culture now that we have today the way that americans think about like hispanic culture and the way that sometimes it's portrayed isn't really real I, I, I'm not, I don't know if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I have like a whole, like, okay, so the other day I wanted to talk about an experience I had because I was at a Mexican, um, not a Mexican restaurant, but like uh, they had street tacos at this restaurant mm-hmm. and I always get queso on my rice and they're like, oh, well, I've never heard of that done before because that's not really a thing. Like, that's just like something that people in America do. And so like, I thought that, that was hilarious because like, that's something that Americans have turned into something that's not really like accurately represent representing their like your culture and I don't know if you have anything to say about that but I don't know sometimes it doesn't depict correctly or you're talking about like queso fresco or you're talking about like shredded cheese like mozzarella like actual like the 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 liquid one like where you just pour it on there like yes the white one when I put it on my rice and everybody's like what 
in the heck are you doing? And I was like, um, I don't know. This is just something that I've been taught to do for so long. <laughs> and they're like, I've never heard of that before. Then. Like, my friend was also Hispanic sitting next to me. He's like, that's a little weird cat. Never heard of that before. <laughs> so that's like very much inspired by like tech mix. Mm-hmm. My father and I have a really big, I wouldn't say hate relationship with tech mix. We don't have an issue with the the restaurant itself. The only issue I have with it is that people genuinely think that that's Mexican food. Yes. And, and I learned that. <laughs> and that's the issue that I kind of have. I'm like, if you want to have some real Mexican food, you will know. Mm-hmm. Very big difference. And it's like you said, the the cheese, that is very much of a tech mixed thing. It's not necessarily wrong. It's just something that is just inspired by our Mexican culture. I think another thing as well is the hard tortilla shells, the hard ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hard shell taco person, but I'm laughing because that's just so funny to me because that's not a lot of people thing. see that as your culture. Not only that, like, you know, I've learned like global communication, like uh, here from Dr. Avusa about, you know, Disney movies, like mm-hmm. out with children, like Mulan and like all the different ones that had controversy around them mm-hmm. of not accurately representing culture. I've seen just so many cultures be americanized and i think it scares a lot of cultures we talk i think it's called cultural homogeny homogeneity however you say it basically meaning that like all cultures are going to be the same eventually Mm -hmm. like all cultures are going to be fused together and we're just never going to know and i think that it's you know i would love to travel out of the united states i've been to jamaica and that's the, the, the last time i've been out and that's been four four years ago and i would love to actually learn about other cultures other than like what I see on the media and especially you know when you're seeing stuff on the media not saying that you directly understand but if you've never seen anything like that before you're thinking that that's what it is this is what it is and this is what that person is how they are and how they're supposed to carry themselves because the media is telling me this so it has to be true right yeah I feel like we as like a nation need to get better at as accurately representing culture because this is literally the melting pot of the world to have every different culture but yet we try to make it more of a try to what's the word we try to make it easier for others to swallow different cultures when we're supposed to be accepting of everyone yeah has the media had an influence on the type of style of music you listen to I say I know a lot of the songs from TikTok. I wouldn't say I download it on my phone, but I, I feel like I hear it so much that you just know the whole song at that point. And also, like, at work, we listen to the radio and they play. That's nearly all they play is TikTok songs. So that's how I know a majority of them. I wouldn't say personally I listen to a lot of them, but I don't really know any friends that listen to a lot of them either on their phones. But, I don't know. yeah, it has had an impact. I downloaded some songs from TikTok. Not like Jason Derulo or anything. <laughs> like, that just got old. <laughs> just got... Yeah, it, that's the one thing I've, I've kind of noticed as well is that listening to them on your Instagram or TikTok and then listening to them on your own and then listening to them on the radio, it gets to be a little too much. Mm-hmm. Like, the song gets old. Even if it's really good, it gets old so quick because it's just beat over your head consistently. On Spotify, all of the top hits on Spotify are literally just from TikTok. Oh, yeah. People are, I, I would coin it as making TikTok music now. Yeah. People aren't really, like, people are more nowadays making music for TikTok mm-hmm. um, more than anything because that's where their music literally comes back, like, comes to life. Like, TikTok is such a huge platform now that is used to be able to reach so many people. 
I'd say TikTok definitely has influenced me. Um, like I didn't know SWV, uh, their song Rain. I didn't know anything about them because, you know, that's a, a girl group back in the day, an R&B trio, and they would sing and very well known back in the day. And I was like, I've never heard of this group before. And I liked their music. And like, I was like, oh, who came out with this? Uh, looked it up and it was 1990s. I was like, the 90s? I was like, no way, because TikTok made it famous again. And I also learned about Lizzo through just mm-hmm. watching a movie one day. Um, there was a movie her uh, about a, a girl and a boy, and her um, they broke up and like her whole journey of trying to find herself after that breakup. And she sings Lizzo's songs when they talk about why men great till they got to be great. I don't know what the song is. Yeah, I know. And it's it's a really good song. But um, that's like how like I learned about her. I learned about uh, different music just like through Instagram, like people posting videos, even covers on YouTube of mm-hmm. people singing um, and becoming famous. Like I didn't learn about LMA until YouTube. I didn't learn about uh, Tori Kelly until YouTube. YouTube. So um, just a lot of influence from the media on, you know, now this is who I, you know, how, who I listen to and who's in my playlist today. Drake. I learned about Drake from watching Degrassi when I when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It was a show that was um, on television. I can't remember what channel it was on, but I would watch it all the time. And Drake started his acting career then and started and was rapping on that show. And I was like, and his name on there was Aubrey because that's his, that's literally his real name. And then he became big. I'm like, I used to watch you when you played so and so on Degrassi. Like Ariana Grande. Yeah, on, on um, Victorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know who she was until after that. And so yeah. A lot of influence from just watching television and listening to TikTok and Instagram, social media, all those things. I've recently gotten into anime. When I say gotten in, I've watched one show that I've liked. But that's a good start. It's all in English, even if it's, like, um, translated. I feel like the the show, like, My Hero Academia, my, sh- my friend got me out of that. Sometimes I'll watch them in their language, but some, a lot of times, like, I'll watch them, like, English dubbed, like, just so I can you know, understand them a little bit more. Um, and I'm not having to read and giving my head, giving myself a headache every time I'm watching a show. I feel like if I were to watch it just subbed, I'd feel like I was reading a book with animations, like <laughs> like moving pictures. Maybe it's just because I'm dyslexic or what, but I just feel like I couldn't, I would enjoy it because I do watch subtitles. Even on English, I'd watch subtitles and I, I read it while I'm listening to it, like an audiobook. I will watch the dubbed if I want to have it in the background, mm-hmm. but I'll watch the subbed if I'm like, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy this. There's right. nothing wrong with having both. You know, there is something like to be um, appreciative of being able to hear that language and then being actually sometimes being able to learn it, mm-hmm. like just listening to it when you're watching television. The other day I just watched a movie called Seriously Single with women and men who were of African cultures, um, different African cultures, and um, they had different accents and they would speak in like languages. And I'd, I'd have to slow it down because a lot of times, like my best friend is from Africa, and so um, she would speak in her language sometimes. And I'd, have, I'd be like, can you slow down so I can understand what you're saying? Because a lot of times it can be like a broken English or um, like you just you would understand if they slowed down a little bit and the way that they speak and she's always she'd always be like yeah let me let me slow down I'm so sorry I forgot that you're not African but um love her to death but I watched that show and I learned so much about like different culture just from sitting there watching it and listening to different languages so I learned English through the school Mm -hmm. back then it was a very different time where I would get in trouble at school for speaking Spanish like I would get in trouble I would also get in trouble at home if I spoke English. I would get in trouble. And it wasn't like bad in trouble. It would just be like, 
in this house in Spanish, in this house we do not speak English. Mm-hmm. We speak Spanish. Right. <laughs> um, I couldn't imagine. Because <laughs> I have five siblings. As we got older, I will speak um, in Spanish, or sorry, English to my siblings. But to this day, I've never had a genuine conversation with my parents in English. Oh, wow. I will say stuff to them in English, but they will never respond back to me in English. That is so crazy. They understand what I'm saying, obviously, Uh but they will not respond in English. So I'll have a conversation. I'll say to them something in in English. They will say it back in Spanish. Mm. And so I just got to a point where I'll just speak to them in Spanish because there's just, I mean, sometimes they'll stop me and be like, what's that word? What's that word? (laughs) They know the language, obviously, but um, Netflix surprisingly maybe for the last past few years has done a really good job at providing different languages disney has also done a really good job at adding new languages to their platform and not just having english spanish and just portuguese or french yeah it's like i've seen that lately netflix has expanded from having three languages english spanish portuguese and has since expanded to 20 plus languages 20 just to have 20 is just like 20 plus i'm I'm snapping my fingers here because that is just (laughs) that's amazing that just puts a smile on my face that they're actually appealing to more broader groups of people who don't speak it and i couldn't even imagine just wanting to watch as somebody of a different culture Mm -hmm. and has a different language and all of a sudden, like, you don't even have your language to watch it in, so now what? We're just watching the screen. Like, I couldn't ever imagine that. I couldn't. I, I hate I hate that people have had to deal with that. I hate it. I hate, I absolutely just, hate is a very strong word. But I, I, I strongly dislike the fact that we are just now doing these things. If 2020 was anything, and as bad as it was, it was a step forward, a huge one. Well, we have a long way to go. That's all I'm going to say. My mom does this thing where she will watch, especially on Netflix. She will watch a show in English but have Spanish subtitles. Or she will watch a show in Spanish dubbed with English subtitles. And she says just because she's learning English. Which is so cool. She's learning English, which is the same, like, kind of going back with Japanese. Mm -hmm. We can either watch it as its originality with subtitles and just imagine watching it without subtitles. Yeah. That's how you would watch it. Yep. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but hey, that's cool. Like, yeah. (laughs) I could never have watched, like, um, Fairy Tale, the anime Fairy Tale, without it. Or watching Naruto without it. What? Like, what would you have done? You sat there and, like, just watched it unfold. Like, okay, he's going into fun. Like, you know? Yeah. And I just think, I just think that's awesome that we're able to have that capability today to be able to understand and comprehend by the use of subtitles. When, I mean, Tiana came out in Princess and the Frog. Mm, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there's a princess who's black that I can relate to. Um, and like her struggles of like working her whole life and then finally, you know, being able to open her business and doing all those things. And I just thought that it was really real and really, I just, it's just a heartwarming movie to like see Disney put that together. And not only that, but like the controversial issue that happened with Hallie from the girl group, Hallie and, uh, Chloe is it Chloe and Hallie I can't remember but she's uh, one of the girls on, on in that group got casted as Ariel and she's black 
Oh, that's right. It yes. hasn't come out, has no. it? No. That's and right. Everybody lost their minds. It because... was like make air like somebody had a whole campaign about make Ariel white again. Just because oh, Ariel was depicted as white in the yeah. um actual like cartoon version of it and animated version of it. And it was just crazy to me that we're still we still live in a world where we have to we you can't just cast somebody because they're the best for that role right um cast them for their skin yeah you're 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 looking at them because their skin color but she might have been the best person for that role and that's just what it is it's just you know growing up and not having you know obviously seeing Pocahontas and seeing Mulan like obviously those are two very controversial Disney movies but seeing them and and never seeing like you know, not getting uh, Tiana like we should have, like younger, um, not being, not getting Hispanic people animated and showing our lives like depicted is just like, I think it's just detrimental to not only us, but like the younger generation moving yeah. forward, being able to see versions of them. I just hope, I hope that we can do better. Like I said, I just hope that we can do better with our media that we can depict people and have representations of people that are genuine and authentic and real truly i hope so do you feel well represented in the media oh 100 percent. as like a white woman 100 percent. i feel like like shows like new girl and i feel like a lot of shows have like that well the white like quirky you know main character woman I, don't know, I can't really think of anything else right now. I feel well represented. Do I think everybody is represented? No. Nowhere close to that. I feel like they're trying now to make everybody represented. It's hard, though. It's it's hard to make everybody represented in the media. But it is important. For me, like, I never really felt out of place because all the the media I watched, majority, like, my parents are 57. So a lot of the shows that I grew up with were, like, Andy Griffith and, you know, old shows like that. So, yeah, I just... Majority until I got to high school, I, I mostly just watched shows with white people in them. Do you feel well represented in the media? <clears throat> no. I wouldn't just say that for me. I would say that for my darker complected sisters and brothers out there. You don't see a lot of us out on television. You do and you don't. Um, it just depends. When I get on ESPN and I see Shaq and I see all those you know guys of color on there and I'm just like... Woohoo! Like I'm seeing, you know, my people, and not saying like I'm not saying that you're not my people. Everybody's my people because obviously, you know, my relationship with Christ. Like I believe and stuff like that. But when you see somebody that looks like you, you're like, I can do that. Like, and a lot of times, like in in today, one problem that I have is that as we're trying to be progressive, we're also taking step away from our darker complected individuals because. They're, they're saying, well, we, have, we do have black people, but they're light-skinned, like me. I'm glad that, you know, I can see versions of myself, but I also want to see versions of others. I want to be able to see all different shades of colors, all different backgrounds. And a lot of times you don't see it. You, you don't. And I, I personally, not even just me being well-represented, black people in general, general aren't uh, well-represented in the media at all. Take, for instance, like sometimes they'll show like mugshots of black people or just talk about crime all the time with black people. You know, when the whole Black Lives Matter thing happened, I was watching my back all the time. Like I was like, I don't know what's going to happen to me today. I don't know if today is going to be my day that I get pulled over. Like I was literally nervous. Like it was nerve wracking for me. 
And people are like, well, you have nothing to worry about. You're lighter skin. But yes, I do because I grew up in a community where I know how this goes because I have black features to where I where they are going to label me as African American all the way around. And it doesn't matter how light you are. If you still carry the black skin skin tone and features, you are still just in danger as everyone else. I truly, I truly, 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 like I keep saying in this in this interview, I'm banging my hand on the table. We need to do better, America. You know, we're, we're getting better at it, but we need more. We need more representation in the media, for sure. Do you feel every gender or race is equally represented in the media? Every gender or race is mm-hmm. equally represented? <clears throat> no. No, I don't. I don't think that we're equally represented. I'd just like to use this quote from Malcolm X. Malcolm X made a quote saying basically that the black woman is literally like the mule of America. Like they're literally the most unappreciated person in America. Like we carry a lot. You know, I always try to explain this to my people. And if this comes out wrong, um, it's not intended to. This is just me trying to, to make it understand from a, a black woman point of or perspective, half black woman. You know, women, if you looked at the NCAA this year and the way that the NCAA women were treated compared to the men in the NCAA basketball tournaments this year, you would see the difference in the way that women and men are treated and represented. It was basically looking like men are more superior. But one way that I look at this is that, you know, when you think of a well-able-bodied person, it would be the white man above a lot of individuals and not saying that all white people put themselves above each other because that's not true I don't believe that at all but I will say it's kind of like a status of like you know if you're a white woman you know that you're still a woman you know you're still getting discriminated against because you're a woman you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but then when you're a black man you're still a man so you're still you still have like capabilities and you're still seen as you know you have that type of authority not if for lack of a better word um, but you're still you're still black and um, you're still discriminated upon because of your race was well, a black woman. You're discriminated upon your race and because you are a woman. Um, and I don't think that people um, I don't. For, first of all, I feel like the woman's voice should be heard. Um, I feel like everybody's voice should be heard. I feel like everyone should be equal. I feel like um, I mean, Martin Luther King literally <laughs> did not say <laughs> that he wanted to be treated for his character rather than his skin or everything else everybody should be treated equally and I don't think that we're I don't think that people are treated equally um I mean I still feel like there's gender wage gap like in media like I just feel like we're just we're not no it's not right and I feel like what makes one person better than the other because they're male or female or they're black or they're white or they're Asian or they're Hispanic like what it doesn't it doesn't make sense and I hope one day it does and I hope that didn't come off wrong but that's literally from a person of color's perspective. I hope that the topics Maggie Cat and I talked about in representation and diversity in media encourage you to listen to a song in another language or even watch a foreign film. Sometimes listening to a song in another language or watching a film in another language helps you appreciate other cultures and you'll never know. You may learn something new. <laughs> <laughs>